I am so excited to be sharing an incredible guest here on the show with you today. I have Leisha Drews. She is a holistic hormone coach, also a wife and a mom, balancing all the things which you are going to hear about. But today, I am blessing you with the opportunity to get hooked up and linked up with all of the incredible knowledge that Leisha has to offer. I know for me in my life, one of the things probably, I won't say the only, but close to the only thing that really, really slams my productivity is some of the struggles that I have with my own hormones. There are so many different places that you can go and research this information. And somehow the internet world has connected me and Leisha, and you'll hear a little bit about that story in today's episode. But what you're also going to hear is her passion and her knowledge. Get out your pen and paper. You are going to want to take notes. I took a ton of notes and quite frankly, I learned so much and I learned so much from Leisha in this interview, not even knowing her beforehand. And I'm now working with her so that she can help me in the things that she loves to help other women with and is so unbelievably skilled at. Leisha is so passionate about supporting women and improving their energy, restoring their metabolism, balancing their hormones, fixing period and PNMS symptoms, raise my hand to that one, and really truly being able to feel good in their bodies again, so they can go back to being joyful and present and productive and all the things. I'm so excited for you to connect with her here in this episode, but I know you're going to want to connect with her more. So I'm going to tell you right now to go over to Leisha Drew's her link will be down in the show notes. I know you're going to want to learn more from her than just what you are getting out of this episode. So please make sure that you get in touch with her. But without further ado, let me officially introduce you to our special guests today, Leisha Drews. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves dig in and get your life out of the chaos and in to confidence. This episode is going to be super helpful for me, which means I know it's going to be super helpful for you as well. And I have Leisha Drews here, who is a holistic hormone coach that works with women on their hormones and their periods. And what a lucky thing that we get to have a totally private space to sit and chat with earbuds in our ears where no one can hear. And we don't have to feel like we need to refrain from any of the conversating that's about to go down. So this is going to be a really honest conversation. You guys are going to learn a lot about me. And you're going to learn a lot about um, some of the tools that you can use that are right up my alley. I'm so excited to be connected with you here, Alicia. Introduce yourself. Here's what I always ask all of my guests. What do you juggle on a regular basis? And then you can tell us a little bit about what you do. 
Okay. I love that question. So yes. So I'm Alicia Drews. Um, I juggle a lot of things lately. Um, I have a a business. I coach women on hormones, which I love to do. Love talking about hormones and periods all day long. And I also have three little kiddos who actually would definitely come first (laughs) before that. Um, I have a nine-year-old, a five-year-old and a one and a half year old. Um, I've been married for 11 years. So my husband is juggling all the things with me. And then we also just decided that we were going to be like, you know, kind of like turning into, I would love to say homesteaders, but that's not even close to accurate, but we just bought five acres. We've been remodeling a house. We have chickens. They're like slowly dwindling down, but we're working on keeping chickens alive. (laughs) So lots of things going on over here, um, that I'm juggling and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So really like, um, I think just to kind of go into what I do with my clients a little bit more and like why I'm here in the hormone space and why we're even having this conversation is like every woman that I've talked to almost as I was a teenager, as I was a young adult, um, I started to have symptoms that were hormone symptoms and everyone told me they were either normal or I had to take birth control. And those were the only options that were given me. When I asked, I had things like terrible hormonal acne, migraines. Um, my periods were pretty bad. They were super irregular. And I was just told like, that's normal for our family, for them to be irregular. Sometimes we, people get migraines, whatever, like you can't do anything about it unless you want medicine. Um, just take birth control for your periods, take birth control for your acne. That's all we can do. And I, even when we asked, like, are there certain foods I should be eating or not be eating? I remember one of the doctors being like, that's a myth. It doesn't matter. And so that's where I came from. And then as we do, as we get into motherhood, we start to question things and we start to ask questions for our families, but also for ourselves. And so me starting to ask a lot of questions really led me down the path from being a nurse and working in critical care and the ER and just seeing people come back sicker and sicker and having some health issues of my own, obviously, as well as like my daughter started to, when she was really little, it was just a big wake up call for me. And I was not willing to take those answers anymore. And so I started really diving in, learning things that worked for me and for my family. And then of course, from there, like I wanted to help other people and slowly, but surely moved into the hormone space because I truly believe that as moms and as women in this world, we have a huge amount of impact in our families and we can truly change the health of future generations in our kids and their kids and the families and communities around us. And so I love working with moms for that reason, which is so fun. And it's just so fun how things work out because, um, that is exactly aligned with everything that I believe in everything that I do. And for the longest time I felt like, you know, not that I was raised like this by any means. I definitely wasn't, but I think it was just of that generation where women didn't really know how much power that they could have. And they didn't really lean into their gifts and their skill sets and what a beautiful thing that is that they can have on their families. I think for a long time, it was looked at as though you had to go into the workforce to make a big impact. And I mean, I thought that for a long time that I needed to have some big careers to make a huge impact. And now I realize that you make so much impact in your own home. And maybe you just learn this as you grow into being a mom. And I think that's a lot of what I've been doing with my show and why I want to 
do what I want to do, but it's just from a different angle, right? So you're looking at it mm-hmm. from this, this side of like hormones and being able to help women have the education and the understanding that they need. And I have had my whole similar journey with the medical system and having to figure out how to heal myself and take care of myself through other remedies and work really hard, do a lot of research, have a lot of discipline because I wasn't just going to settle for taking a pill every single day. Although I did do the birth control thing for a long time Mm -hmm. for horrible cysts and problems that pain and things like that. And then, you know, I found a different option whenever I grew and was a little bit older and knew a little bit better or wanted to know a little bit better and could do some of that research, but it's such a great thing. I'm really excited to have you here and just being able to pour in your wisdom to our audience in a different way um, to help make them be as strong as they can be for their households and for their lives. And, and what we are actually going to focus on today for all of you that are wondering is really looking at our periods and our PMS and how nourishment can play an impact on that. So I have had so many guests come in here that all kind of like dance around this idea of nourishment. I talk about nourishment all the time. And the reason why is because it literally saved me and it changed my life. I, was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and then they wanted to put me on antidepressants for it. And I was like, I'm not depressed. That's not what I need. And so I started looking for other options. And then I ended up going through a pretty, um, really rough relationship that by definition was probably abusive. And I chose to stay there, um, for way too long because of the dynamic of what it was. And once I left, I ended up with terrible IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And I had done major damage to myself from living in trauma for so many years. And I healed myself with the guidance of a naturopathic medical doctor, a whole lot of discipline and insane nutrition with a few supplements, but these are just regular supplements that anybody can get from a health food store, right? It wasn't anything insane. And I believe in it down into my bones. It would not be who I am today without it. And so Here I sit also from a lineage of women that have really struggled. I was, I think every woman except for my mom has had a hysterectomy because of the issues and the symptoms that they've had. And my mom fought her way through it, you know, and she figured out different herbs and things that she could do and she figured it out. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I can figure it out too. And so I'm super excited to talk to you about this, especially for women that are my age, like I'm going into my forties you know, as far as I, as far as I know, I'm done having children, you know, and like everything changed once I had kids and got into my mid thirties, all of my symptoms were different. My hormones totally changed. And I think like having kids is such a, I mean, it's a beast and it's a bear. It changes us in every way. And then we're just told, oh yeah, that's what it's going to be like. And still to this day, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is normal supposed to look like? So I, that is a very broad question, but maybe you could start out with what's not normal. What are some symptoms that people might be experiencing with their PMS or with their period? That's really not normal that you could speak to. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could set me up for like four hours with just what you said right now. So I'll try to try to rein it back a little bit. Um, so first of all, answer your question. Um, what I see in our society that we consider is normal and really contributing to the problem of women having 
hormone issues and thinking they're normal is we think that it's normal to have PMS. And when I say PMS, I mean, anything that is before your period and is a symptom. So mood changes are kind of like the biggest, like, haha, you have PMS, you're whatever you're grumpy. Um, and it's like real funny for other people, but not when you're experiencing it. Um, or when you're, you're part of the family who's experiencing it. And so that kind of realm can look really different, but it can go from just feeling a little bit of irritability in a couple of days before your period to feeling like totally a different person, anxiety, depression, feeling really angry, feeling really irritable, feeling incredibly overwhelmed, like for two whole weeks of your cycle, there's a huge range of that. And I would consider none of that normal, to be honest, I've experienced PMS in my life. And when I get into really busy, stressful seasons, and I'm not caring for myself in the way that I generally do, I'll notice a little bit of it creep back up. And it's just really clearly my body telling me, Hey, something's going on here. So PMS, I would actually consider a good, healthy cycle to look like you, you know, you have your period at the beginning of the month, you ovulate about halfway through the month, and actually you feel fine until your period. Maybe just like a, a little bit of noticing like, okay, maybe I'm just a little tiny bit more tired. Maybe I'm going to give myself a little bit of extra space. Maybe I feel like a little more, um, a little less social energy and a little bit more like inward focus. Like I need just a little more time to myself. I would consider that to be a healthy cycle. Anything in excess of that is really, truly your body telling you something's out of balance. And so that's what I would consider normal as far as PMS. Um, and with your period really similar, actually, um, you can get your period and not have pain, not have cramping, not be on the couch. Um, you can, and this honestly is truly, even in the context of cysts and endometriosis and things like that, I've worked with clients who have seen huge improvements in those things. And I will never promise that it's like an overnight quick fix because that's not how our bodies work. And it still is totally possible. So if you've had that and your family has it, and it's just like, this is how it's always going to be for me. That's not the case. And I'll go into some of the why behind that here in a minute, but what I would really expect to see in a happy, good hormone cycle is you get your period. Maybe again, you feel just like a little more tired, want a little more space that day. Um, but really like very minimal to no cramping is what I would expect. I would expect to see bright red bleeding anywhere from like a moderate amount, um, where you're only having to change whatever your period products are like, you know, maybe like three to four times a day. If you're using traditional like tampons or like medium pads, if you're using a cup, maybe like a couple times in your heaviest day, nothing crazy where it's changing your life. Um, and having like moderate bleeding for anywhere from like, it really can range from like four to six, four to seven days and be like a normal healthy period. But actually that like seeing bright red blood at the beginning, all the way to the end of your period is a sign that your body is actually moving out the blood that it needs to. Um, and so that's what I would really expect to see in a hormone cycle, anything outside of that, like with PMS or with your period, even having like breast tenderness and acne and cramping and bloating and digestive symptoms prior to, or during your period, all of those are signs that your body is trying to tell you something. And my biggest belief is that God has created our bodies in a way that they are working for us all the time. And you, you know, you and your body are so interconnected. Of course, it's working for you. Of course you can be working together. And I hear so often when you have bad periods, it feels like your body hates you. It feels like your body is working against you. And that's a terrible, it feels terrible to think that. 
Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. (laughs) Because I could talk about that for a hot minute. Anyway, go on. Yeah. It's so hard. And I've been there. I definitely have in, in different ways, in different seasons. And it truly is incredible to be able to build a nourishing lifestyle where you can actually start to believe that your body is working for you and you can start to trust your body. And even that is like a huge sigh of relief from like within your nervous system. And it's, again, it's not an overnight process, but it is truly possible. So that's what I would consider normal with your hormones. I do want to hit on one other thing that you said, um, is that you had a really big stress and a really big trauma, even if it wasn't all at once necessarily. And also you had kids and your hormones have never been the same and potentially your gut has never been the same. And I see this so often. I talk to my, my clients and like new students and I'll at, they'll talk to me about their hormones. They'll tell me how their periods are, how the, whatever. And then I'll say like, well, how's your digestion? And so much of the time they wouldn't even consider that a piece of the puzzle, but both things, your digestion being off and your hormones being off and your energy being low are signs that your body is under stress. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll say, oh, I don't feel like I'm emotionally stressed. And that's, I think kind of a smaller percentage of us. I think most of us would be like, oh yeah, we're definitely stressed. There's things going on. <laughs> But it's really important to understand, I think as women, especially as moms, it's really easy to brush that off and be like, of course I'm stressed. Like life is stressful, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like it's just going to be stress. Stress is always going to be there. And while I do think that some of that is true, it's way too easy to brush it off and not understand how that's truly affecting your body. So when you have a stress signal, whether that's running the kids out the door, a bad marriage, money troubles, like any of these things that are constant stressors for us and blood sugar imbalances, not getting enough food, not getting enough sleep, your body being under those physical stresses. It's usually both and all for all of us until we start to be more aware essentially. Um, but your body and your brain interprets that signal the same way. And so when you have that stress signal for your brain, your brain talks to your adrenal glands and it tells it to pump out these stress hormones. And when these stress hormones are being pumped out, your body is working for you. It's so smart. It's designed so beautifully. And your body knows you don't need to be digesting food well when you are in a super stressful survival situation, because that's not a priority. You don't need that energy right then. You need to keep your heart beating. You need to keep your brain working. You need um, blood to your muscles so you can run away if you need to. And you need to be able to like see, hear, smell like that's priority. What's also not priority is your sex hormones. So it's not priority to signal for ovulation. It's not priority to make progesterone from that ovulation. And you actually get your progesterone stolen with, to make more stress hormones. And so we haven't talked about exactly what those hormones are yet, but progesterone is incredibly important to keep your hormones balanced and to not have those period symptoms and that PMS. So I just wanted to say, I think it's easy for us to think We can somehow have balanced hormones in the midst of just like feeling stressed the heck out 24 seven. And it does have to come down a level to be able to start seeing that progress forward. And it really is possible in like so, so many seasons of life. So there was a lot. That was a lot of stuff right there. (laughs) I'm like, I'll just listen to you talk for a really long time. (laughs) Just keep talking. There's so much that I could say. I'm like, I'm not even gonna take notes because we're just going to have a conversation. So here's what stands out to me because, and this may not be everybody's story, but yes, 
was I able to heal my gut? Like I couldn't eat anything. I couldn't eat anything. It was terrible. Severe. Like it was so bad, right? Not Mm -hmm. as severe as some people that have been diagnosed. I will say that I was very blessed to not have it to an extreme, but I was debilitated. We couldn't go anywhere to eat. I couldn't go out of town. We can, we can really do much of anything. I can eat whatever I want now. And I don't really have symptoms. Now, if I'm under a lot of stress and I've done that too frequently, I can tell my body's like, we don't like that, you know? And so because I have trauma from the experience of having an extremely, um, not working digestive system, shall we say for lack of better word, it was not working at all. I don't ever want to go back to that place again that tapers my choices. But what's interesting is so I've been able to go back to a very normal lifestyle. And the interesting thing about what, cause I know how much that is connected to literally everything that we do. I've rabbit hold for so many things that all stem back to nutrition. Literally, if you're listening to this, everything comes back to nutrition, the end Bye. like, it's literally <laughs> everything the amount of books that I've read, it's insane. And so <clears throat> over the years, I've changed how we eat to be able to get more fat soluble vitamins into our bodies and to be able to help me and the kids and my husband to be able to digest those things. But how that's related to me and what I'm experiencing right now in my life is what I want to talk about. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how nutrition could impact someone like me with these symptoms and with a, a period that really probably, well, it's not really probably isn't normal. That's not pain-free. That has me really having to consider what in my normal life I need to get up, give up just to be able to cope for three days. You know, it's, it's, the rest of it's pretty normal. It's like three days of like, oh my gosh, I could die. I can hardly cook dinner. You know, it's, it's draining. It's exhausting. It doesn't feel good. Um, and I'm having to work really, really hard to maintain some type of balance. And I'm super curious about what you're going to say because our nutrition is super on point. So I'm missing something, you know, I'm missing that key thing for what my body needs. And I think that could be a huge misunderstanding for a lot of people that do have great nutrition, do know their body well, are living a health style, healthy lifestyle, but still are not putting all of the pieces together for their hormones specifically. So I'll have you talk about that. Yeah, that's a great question. So I do work with quite a few women who come to me and they're at a good place with their nutrition. Like I'm not always working with, well, and actually probably mostly never. Am I working with someone who's like, Oh, I eat McDonald's. Like for the, for the most part, like that's not the people who are interested in like the next level of supporting their health. And so really, I think, you know, to fully answer that question, it would be more of a deep dive into like, okay, what are you eating and when, because Real so a couple of the biggest factors that I always look at first with really painful periods, um, just to give you a little backstory, what I usually see with those painful periods, and this is not across the board. This is why I do functional lab testing just to be really clear with my one-on-one clients. But most of the time, it is an estrogen issue, and it is that you have you're either making too much estrogen or not processing your estrogen well, not detoxifying your estrogen well. It can be both as well. Um, And so the liver is a really big player in that. And the gut is a really big player in that. 
minerals are a really big player in that. And we get really depleted in minerals with stress, trauma, and having babies. So those are pieces that I look at. Um, if you are eating really good food and you're eating it very consistently, that's what I look at first for blood sugar balance, um, because that's a big stressor on the body that deprioritizes hormone balance when there's that stressor constantly throughout your day that you're having blood sugar drops. Um, and so you can be having that even if you're eating really, really clean food, if you don't have the right combinations of macronutrients. And so I don't know that for you, but that's something that, you know, you're smiling. You probably have thought about that before. Well, what is really funny, I actually worked with a macro coach because I'm big into CrossFit and my go-to is to not eat. And she's like, you're killing yourself. Like you cannot not eat. And so my biggest obstacle for a long time. And it's so funny that you say this because some, I'm not even joking, like multiple times a week. Cause I'm, we moved, it was like a big thing. And so I'm off of like my strategic eating right now. And often multiple times a week, I'll be, I'll tell Blaine, my husband, I'm like, Oh gosh, I just don't feel that great right now. He's like, are you hungry? And I have like extreme, what I would say are low blood sugars. And like, I get to the point where I almost feel like flu-like symptoms. And it's not like I haven't eaten in days. We're just talking like, I haven't like eaten like in like six hours. Maybe I missed like a late lunch or like, maybe I missed my snack. Like for whatever reason, me and my body. And it's, I feel like I'm hearing from you that all these things are, are like probably super connected for me. And they are probably super connected for a lot of women. You know, I know that there are probably not, not, I feel like there's two camps, right? People that under eat or overeat, depending on like what their go-to is. But my go-to is definitely like, Oh, skip the meal. Let me, let me organize something. Let me like, you know what I mean? Like, let me tidy something up. Like that's right. more my go-to and, and I'd rather eat nothing at all than eat something that I consider to not be what I want to put in my body. And so if I haven't prepped my meals and I don't have fresh foods on hand, I would rather not just grab pretzels out of the pantry. I'd rather wait until my next nourishing meal. And so I experienced that and, and working with somebody that helps me with my macros specifically for me to be able to be a higher performing athlete with with all the things that I'm doing in my life, I learned a lot about what my body needs to actually sustain itself. So, yeah. yeah. So for those of you who are listening and are like, okay, I'm not exactly sure where I land on the healthy eating spectrum. Like I think I'm doing good or even like, I think I'm doing bad. These are the two things that you need to focus on three things. I'll probably tell you seven. Um, <laughs> you're my kind of podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> number one is going to be like, you need to be eating real food. And so what I mean by that is like, instead of it being, you know, cereal for breakfast that you don't actually even know what the ingredients are of the cereal, like eggs, potatoes, fruit, sausage, like whole foods that you can understand what the ingredients are. I cannot stress that enough. The quality is incredibly important and it does not have to be perfect to make progress. I can also not stress that enough because especially for the healthy healthies, like I tend to be, I've been in that boat before where it's like, okay, well, if I can't eat something that's like right and good enough and moral yeah. enough with my food, <laughs> then I'm just going to skip it and I'll be fine. But what I've seen over and over again is that when we are not eating consistently, 
and we're not eating soon enough in the morning, it, our energy takes a huge hit as women. And this is because it takes so much energy for your liver to be recruiting nutrients from your body, breaking down your muscles. Your a lot of times we think it's your fat. It's often not your fat that's getting broken down. It's your muscles. It's sometimes your thymus gland, which is important for immunity. It's your gut lining, which means that it's going to make your gut symptoms worse. Like those are easy tissues to break down. And so you're breaking those down and you have this big emergency response in your body when your blood sugar drops too low and then your stress hormones spike. And that's just one more little time throughout your day that your body says, Oh, we're in survival mode. We can't prioritize hormones. And so making sure that you're eating breakfast within 30 to 60 minutes in the morning, and then eating about every three to four hours throughout the day is incredibly important. Start where you are and start with like the next meal at a time. So if you're like, Oh, I'm never eating breakfast because I thought intermittent fasting was really good for my hormones. I have not seen that to be the case really at all for any cycling women who are in still, they're like able to have babies years have not seen that be good for hormones or for blood sugar balance as any type of long-term method. So breakfast within 30 to 60 minutes, every three to four hours eating something nourishing. And what I mean by that is a carb and a protein together. A lot of people will say carb, protein, and fat. I do agree with that. But I think when you're eating whole foods, when you're eating animal products, when you're eating dairy, good quality, it's not hard to get the fat. So I don't even worry about that. And it truly can be as simple as you know, it's lunchtime. And you're like, what's my carb and my protein. I have some turkey lunch meat and I have some apples and a sweet potato. Cool. Like, is it beautiful? Probably not in my house. No, (laughs) but like, is it a carb and a protein and can you eat it? Yes. And so again, like we can go layers and layers into that and make it more optimal. But sometimes I think we're trying too hard to make it perfect. And then we're just not even doing what we truly need to survive. I know. And okay. I took some notes, real food, eat within 30 to 60 minutes and every three to four hours. Awesome. Yeah. What I want to speak to for a really quick second is how the heck do we do this ladies? How do we make this happen? Where do we start? How do we make these changes? Because you are listening to this podcast because you are super overwhelmed and you are trying to get organized. And the last thing that you want to do is prioritize yourself because guess what? We're the first ones to get put on the back burner. And I've recently given myself permission to feed people chicken and a sweet potato and, and a green. We always have a green on our plate. Most of the time, sometimes that's sliced avocado, but it's like one of the four favorite. It's green. (laughs) Sometimes it's frozen peas, but that's our, those are our last resorts, but it happens. Right. I don't even warm them up sometimes. So (laughs) my kids love them (laughs) frozen to be honest, but It's like, and I've also resorted to like the star one meal of the day. And so I've figured out what to have in the fridge that can have a carbon and protein on the plate to where it's like, you can just put these things on a plate and be done. It doesn't have to be lasagna. It doesn't have to be tacos. It doesn't have to be any of these things. Like Mm -hmm. I think so often about what food used to mean and what it used to be like for so many reasons that I won't get into anymore, but I think about that a lot and how important it is for us to not fuss about Pinterest and cookbooks and all the things and take away the pressure right now. Just how do you get started with this? How do you see if this can make a difference in your life? 
And I'm telling you the advice that Leisha is saying right now, from my experience with autoimmune, with also trying to change my body compositions to, to look and feel and be more athletic. And then also now I'm finding out for my hormones, this is the main common thread across every single one of them. This is the this is the suggested eating for all three of those things after 10 years of dealing with this. Oh, cool. Now I'm realizing that this is across the board going to be helpful for all the things. So start super small, be okay with one meal a day. Let the other meals be crappy for a while. That's what I've done. Like, okay, I, I can figure out how to have real food at breakfast. Cool. You can also only figure out how to have real food for yourself for a while and keep feeding your kids, whatever the crap you've been feeding them, right? Like be okay with that for a while. Be okay with prioritizing yourself. If it's too much work to figure out how to do this for everybody, it's okay to make those changes for you because guess what? They're going to be a lot harder to change than you. Once you make the decisions to change it for yourself, they're going to fuss. They're going to push the plate away. They're going to be like, what is this? Why are you giving me this? This chicken looks different. You know, why isn't there cheese on this? Or where's my whatever? Where's yeah. my hot dogs? So like put the work in to do it for yourself when no one else is even watching and see what it does for your energy, right? Like that's been something so huge for me. Okay. What is the next thing when it comes to nourishment that you want us to focus on? And then actually, before you give us that tip, tell everybody where they can get connected with you to find out all of the goodness that you have to offer. Yeah. Yeah, So I talk about these things all the time on my podcast, happily hormonal. That's where I want you to come and start to learn more. I have lots of practical tips there. Lots of episodes for busy mamas. Like this is where I'm coming from. This is what I am living to. And I can promise you it doesn't look perfect over here. And I can also tell you my periods are great and they didn't used to be. So like just giving yourself that permission. Um, so yes, definitely come over to the podcast and I'd love to meet you there. Um, I have, I have episodes on many things that we've already talked about today, just more <laughs> in depth. So, um, cool. yeah, so that's where I would start with nourishment and then really, you know, like we can go layers deeper from there, but I find that even for those of us who are, you know, eating healthy food and we have that balance and we're even like looking at other areas of our lifestyle and keeping things clean, it is really easy to just not be eating consistently. And so there are so many ways to simplify that, but I would say like, that's the thing to prioritize first. And then if you're, you know, if that's where you are and you're like, I am eating consistently and I am eating real food and my periods are still bad, then like there's so much more that we can look at. We can look at how, you know, like what is actually going on with your hormones? What's your estrogen doing? What's your progesterone doing? We can go deeper into the symptoms. And then we can look from there at like, are your minerals super depleted? Because that is so important for so many reactions in your body, for detoxification, for blood sugar balance, for all of these things that are stressors for your gut to function well, like you need mineral support. And so that's something that I teach how to simplify that and how to like, just start replenishing your body after all of the stress, all of the babies. And then we also really focus on liver support because that is so helpful because again, I've already mentioned like eight times, all these things that are happening to your liver when you're stressed and your blood sugar is imbalanced and then your hormones are out of whack. Your poor little liver is just as overwhelmed as you are in your life with all the things I know (laughs) because it happens to me too. And it can really only do one thing well at a time, just like I can only do one thing well at a time. Mm -hmm. And so we work on supporting your liver so that you can actually start to detox those hormones that you're not getting out of your body, um, as well as reducing the stress a little bit more. 
so that you can make enough progesterone. And then that starts to cycle that estrogen out too. And so it's really just a step-by-step and looking at where you are and like what needs to change in your lifestyle. But those are the things that I look at right away, um, for everyone that I work with. And then from there, like, of course we can always go deeper and there's always more information. I have like everything laid out in my course. Um, and oftentimes you don't even have to do like every single step. Like sometimes it's those basic steps. And, um, I have, I have people tell me all the time, like they'll start and they'll do a few of the steps and they'll be like, wow, I can't believe I already feel better. I haven't even really done enough yet. And I'm like, well, it's because you weren't eating food and you're a human and you needed food this whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing. You're a human. You need food. Very true. Yeah. Sometimes we forget it though. And it's so easy to be like, to have that conversation with yourself that says, oh, if I just don't eat right now, we'll get out the door on time. Oh, if I just give my kids this thing, then I don't have to go to the grocery store because I can just skip this. Like all of those little teeny tiny sacrifices that we think are totally normal as moms, we're always so quick to give up what we need so that everyone else can be happy and things can run smooth. And then we end up being this run ragged, tattered, beaten. And that's why I do what I do, because obviously I can't just talk about these things. If it's not what I think about, it's not what I make these decisions every day. Oh, it's fine. And my 11 year old now knows. And she's like, mom, did you eat mom? Is this part of your portion? (laughs) Like she knows, right? So the reason why I do what I do is to hold myself accountable so I can take care of myself so I can do all the things, but Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. So I definitely know that I will be listening to your podcast, but, um, I'm definitely going to be looking at all the things that you have to offer. Uh, cause it's been a thing. It's been a thing for a while in my life that I've wanted to figure out. And you sound like the perfect person to be able to help me. And I hope that Leisha has been able to help you in some way. Go check out her show. Leisha, thank you so much for being here and for pouring all your knowledge into us and also for showing up and doing the thing that you know that you feel like you should be doing, even though it's a huge sacrifice, it takes away from your family. It takes so much discipline and dedication, but there's nothing that I believe in more than us moms showing up for the things that we really know that we are supposed to be doing outside of our home and outside of motherhood and making it work. So thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun for me, like talking about periods, like I said, do it all day, every day. Awesome. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely a longer episode than we normally share here and a whole lot of conversating, a whole lot of airing what my grandmother would probably call my dirty laundry. But let's be real. These are things that need to be talked about. It's information that needs to be shared. And I am so unbelievably honored and humbled to be able to have a platform where we could be open, honest, and just real about the things that we need to have in our lives and the things that we don't have in our lives. This is a place for us to be able to connect, learn, and be able to get back to just good, wholesome, joyful living. So if you're still here with me and Leisha, thanks so much for joining us here. And I can't wait to meet you back real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, 
then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.